Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is a Lip Media Podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. This is going to be our last episode this year. Mm. I can't believe it's end of the year already. How has it come around that quickly? I know. I know. This has been the most unconventional year. And sadly, maybe not so sadly, it's coming to a close. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm actually surprised that we've been able to continue putting out travel content in (laughs) 2020. When there's a will, there's a way. There is. Um, and for longtime listeners, you will have uh, remembered our Christmas episode from last year. So we did a whole episode on how to deal with not going home for Christmas, mm. um, which because I think it was last year, Steph, you were spending Christmas in Australia. Yes. And so we thought, you know what, you know, we, we both spent Christmases away from home. So I've spent Christmases over in the UK. Um, obviously, Steph being over in Australia. And then this year, Steph was supposed to go home to Canada, as was I. Yeah. And more so, like, if anything, this this year should have been the year that we put out the episode about not going home for Christmas, yeah. because I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are not going home this year. And that's just the norm. So yeah. we're kind of doing a, uh, I won't be home for Christmas 2020 edition. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Which is a lot sadder than the 2019 edition. <laughs> it is. But because of that, we're going to keep it lighthearted. And one thing we did in last last year's episode, we talked about some of the kind of like quirky, strange, fun Christmas traditions all around the world from lots of different countries. So my personal favorite was Chinese Santa playing a saxophone and in Japan, how they all go out and eat KFC and then... What were some other ones we talked about? There was the pooping log in Spain. (laughs) The pooping log. Um, What's it called? I'm not going to get it right. The claws. The angry claws. 
Oh, the, uh, the, are you talking about Krampus? Krampus, Krampus, the demon in Austria and Hungary. Yeah. So yeah, we covered all of these and we thought we would cover some more of them this year. Yes. And well, first to get started, I thought I would try to figure out maybe what you might be doing since, you know, as we mentioned, you and I were both supposed to be in Canada now, basically Mm -hmm. to celebrate together. But yes. not happening. So I thought, okay, what what is Andrea going to be doing this Christmas? Uh. So I decided to look up, you know, what a traditional British Christmas entails. So mm-hmm. a couple questions. Tell me if you shall be partaking or have ever partaken as of yet. Okay. Now bear in mind, though, we are pretty much still in a lockdown over here. Granted, they're opening things up for Christmas, which doesn't make much sense. But so any of these that you go through... Okay. will be COVID permitting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so have you ever been eating? You're at Christmas dinner. You're biting into your dessert and you chomp down on a silver coin? No. No? I wish someone would put money in my dessert, though. <laughs> Apparently, it is a British tradition to put a silver coin into the Christmas pudding. And for anyone who doesn't know, Christmas pudding is like this. And I only had it when I was in the UK. But it's just like raisins, prunes, wine. Um, I tried it for the first time last weekend, actually. Really? So I went to the pub when it was still open, yeah, with some friends just for, mm. you know, Christmas drinks, get together before. Anyways, and we had a substantial meal because in the pubs now, if you want to go, you have to have yeah. what they call a substantial meal with your drinks. <laughs> but anyway, so we got a dessert and my friend got a Christmas pudding and I had never tried it before. So I tried it for the first time and it's, yeah, as you say, it's almost like a, like a fruit cake. Oh, you know, I don't know if I'd eat it all the time, but it was nice. There was no coin in it though. Ah, well maybe there was and they didn't tell you someone coughed maybe it for themselves. It. <laughs> maybe. Well, basically, maybe and this whole tradition goes way back to the 14th century. So older than, Australia or Canada, mm-hmm. where um, in the court of King Edward II, they would put, and then I don't know why it turned into a silver coin, because it used to be a bean or a dried pea or something like that, that like something wouldn't edible. crush your teeth. <laughs> um, right, they'd okay. place it into the pudding, and whoever got the slice in it would actually be crowned king or queen for the day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe I'll shove some coins then into my friend's christmas pudding this year when we're having our dinner oh i mean my god imagine and then someone ends up choking this is the last thing we need for 2020 i'm not gonna do this what a way to round out the year yeah i like the sound of this but it also sounds very dangerous and to be quite honest we can't take any precautions for the next couple weeks so um no i have never done this tradition no okay i like it all right so maybe not so much this one for 2020 but in years leading up to have you ever gone for christmas to a christmas pantomime so i've never gone to one but i know it's a really big thing here Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of my friends um so like i go to a lot of drag shows here that's like yeah a big there's a big like drag scene in london i go with some of my friends to all the drag bars but a lot of the drag queens are involved in all the pantomimes that happen every year. So yes. I know some of the drag queens, not personally, obviously, but have been in them. And I, I've always wanted to go to one and I wanted to do one this year. And obviously everything's kind of shut down. They were going, they were running for a little bit, mm-hmm. but then they all shut down again. 
Okay. So this was going to be my year. Yeah. And for anyone who might not know, a pantomime is actually, so it's like a musical slash comedy where, as Andrea said, drag queens galore. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, well, they'll kind of like borrow storylines from fairy tales and then mix Mm -hmm. them in with pop culture references and drag and all kinds of fabulousness. Um, Yes. Tars reading this. Super fun. Why can you export that? I mean, the Brits have exported a lot of things. (laughs) Add this one to the list. (laughs) I feel like it's becoming a thing, though. Like I feel like in Australia they must have them. Like in Melbourne, I'm gonna search. Probably Sydney. I'm sure they do because I feel like this is yeah becoming a a more of a worldwide thing. Especially probably in like some like in the U.S. I'm sure they have it as well. Okay, I'm going to go moving overseas. Yeah, I, like I feel this like one. I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure. But I feel like if it was going to happen anywhere else, I feel like Melbourne for sure. And like Sydney, they would pick up on this. Okay, I'm I'm going to find one <laughs> when I'm back in Melbourne. <laughs> it's a very like Christmas tradition thing. And it's like, yeah, I think it, like some of them are like family friendly. Maybe some of them aren't. I guess you have to look into that before you go. But <laughs> And then the final one, I'm trying to figure out if this one is a generational thing or if it's being passed down through the generations. Do you know what the most watched thing on television is on Christmas Day? The Queen's Speech. Yes. I like. I mean, I yeah. guess I kind of knew she did one. It's not something I would ever think. Yeah. Time to, you know, sit our plate down and watch the Queen's Speech. Um, well, I f- okay. They air it in Canada, though, as well. And I'm sure they air it in Australia. Yeah, probably. I mean monarchy yeah Yeah, i mean i i don't think i had ever watched it before i moved here but i knew about it Mm -hmm. and again that's probably like for those listening that you're not part of a commonwealth country like you probably wouldn't have any idea but yeah the queen will i think it's at 3 p.m obviously uk time i think it's three and she sits down and she addresses the nation and talks about you know the highlights um of what her and the royal family you know, achieved that year, some of the lowlights. And it's just a really heartwarming message from old Lizzie, just telling everyone (laughs) Merry Christmas. And it's really sweet. And yeah, it's just everyone sits down and watches it. I mean, granted, I don't think I've watched it every year. Yeah. Since I've been here, but I definitely have. In the years that I've been in the UK for Christmas, it seems like everyone, yeah, everyone sits down to watch it. Yeah. And they're coming. You should watch it this year. <laughs> I will see if I can watch it when I'm out in the desert. I will try to stream it. <laughs> they this tradition you're coming up not quite but almost on a hundred years since this tradition started. Um, it started back in 1932 mm. when King George V gave his first. It was then a radio broadcast. Obviously, no television. Yeah. Um, on the BBC, though, on the BBC's Empire Service. Was he the stutterer? Is that where the King's Speech film came from? Oh, I don't know. Was that was that the speech? <laughs> I don't know. I've seen the King's Speech film. I just can't remember, A, which king it was in the in the film, and B, if the speech, I don't think it was a Christmas speech. He was I mean, it was that. a King's Speech, so we can go with yes, and we're technically not wrong. <laughs> we just Someone don't. will correct me on this. <laughs> yeah, someone will be like, no, the, I don't know. I think it was... He, he, who was the stuttering king? I, I don't, I don't actually remember. This goes to uh, show how much I know about UK <laughs> history. I even had to take a test to stay here and I don't remember any of it. <laughs> well, and the other thing, and I don't know if this is before the Queen's speech, after the Queen's speech that I was reading is mm-hmm. that Christmas Day in the UK commercials 
are just as competitive to try to get your commercial aired as the Super Bowl in the United States. Oh, is really? that true? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I feel like I should know this considering I work in advertising, mm. but actually probably. No, you're right. That would actually make sense. And this is me just thinking logically now, because if the entire nation is watching the Queen's speech at three o'clock, mm-hmm. yeah. you're going to want your All adverts eyes. playing before or after. So there you go. That makes sense. And apparently that's why there's a huge competition to create, you know, those really heartwarming like brands yes. that make socks suddenly are bringing you to tears with their commercials. <laughs> like, well, they every year that's always John Lewis. Here's a fun. I guess it's kind of a tradition now, but it's not like an old tradition. But yeah, the John Lu- John Lewis is like a big department store in the UK. Okay. And every year they put out. Everybody waits for it. They always have the most heartwarming Christmas adverts that come out every year, mm-hmm. and it always makes everyone cry. Aww. I actually don't know what it was this year, though. I'm not even sure if they put one out. My favorite one, there's one with a rabbit. I think, oh, what is it? No, the bear and the hare. Google oh. that one. I'm pretty sure it was 2012, and it makes me cry every time. But basically, the gist of it is this little bear goes into hibernation, and every year he misses Christmas because he's asleep. Oh, bears hibernate, right? Yeah. So he's this little bear, and he's all snuggled up asleep. And his little hare friend sees this every year and he's like oh my pal misses christmas every year and we wish that he would be here to celebrate with us this year so the hare buys him an alarm clock from john lewis and sets the alarm for him so he wakes up oh and then they celebrate christmas together and it's the cutest thing and every time i've seen it it's brought a tear to my eye there's tons of other ones you got to watch but this has turned into a bit of of a tradition in the uk where everyone waits for the john lewis advert and then to add on to that this is also great. Um, everybody always tweets to John Lewis when the advert comes out, being like, amazing advert this year, brought a tear to my eye. And they at John Lewis. But the fun fun thing about that, the at John Lewis handle is not the department store. It's a guy named John Lewis. And every year he responds to everyone going, wrong John Lewis, but thank you so much. Have a Merry Christmas. And he responds. It's really cute. Aww. <laughs> so this is actually, it's one of those like modern UK Christmas traditions now. So everybody look this up, look up the John Lewis adverts and then John Lewis Twitter responses. Cause it's all just, all of it's just very heartwarming. Aww. I will definitely check that out. So I hope with all this said, you will now maybe have a more British Christmas than years past since you're there for I Christmas. I think so. Yeah. I think this year we're just doing like, I'm spent. So for those wondering, I'm not like spending it alone. <laughs> I, I've had people being like, Oh, are you just going to be at home by yourself with your cats? I'm like, no, no, no. Like I, I do have Aww. friends here, Like, <laughs> but yes, I will be spending it with my cats. Uh, it's their first Christmas. So, you know, it's kind of a big deal. Um, but no, I'm spending it with a couple friends here. We're going to do presents. We're going to drink champagne in the morning, which is a very mm-hmm. British thing. Uh, and then we're going to hopefully hope for some nice weather, go for a nice walk, go to the pub. If the pub's open, that's a very British thing to do on Christmas Day. The pubs are generally open for like two hours. Okay. So you go, you have a drink, say hi to your, you know, your pals if you're back in your hometown. Then the pub's shut and then you go and you have your dinner. So we're going to hope that the pubs are open. They probably won't be, but they'll be doing like probably like takeaway beers. Because they can do take, everyone's taking advantage now of like, <laughs> yeah, all of these restaurants, bars are open. They're like, oh, we can do takeaway. Here's a takeaway beer. So the weather's <laughs> good. We can hopefully do that. 
And that'll be our Christmas. So, yeah. And then you'll be in Australia. Are you going to be on a beach? We're No, we're going to be in the middle of the outback not doing Christmas. We're basically not just foregoing Christmas this year. <laughs> like You're just skipping it. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are skipping it this year. If there's ever yeah. a year to skip Christmas. Yeah. I kind of said last year. I had a pretty, like, I went home last year and it was great. Don't get me wrong, but it was very hectic. Yeah. And I kind of said under my breath last year when I was having a moment of me time and I said maybe next year maybe I just skip it and have a quiet Christmas and then COVID happened so I feel maybe partially responsible for COVID guys so I'm sorry if I put that out (laughs) in the universe oh good times yeah so we I mean I can't complain I was supposed to be home for Christmas and since I'm not I am instead on a four-month road trip around Australia in a caravan so like I'm recording from a little table in a caravan right now in South Australia. And I think come Christmas Day, I should be in the Outback South Australia. Nice. Yes. Things could be worse. Exactly. No complaints about no Christmas this year. Well, we looked up some of the um, Australian Christmas traditions. And <laughs> to be quite honest, there wasn't really any besides having a barbecue. And... Canadian traditions. I mean, I think everything kind of ties into British traditions anyways yeah. as Commonwealth countries. Yeah. Um, so instead, we're going to take everyone around the world to some other countries and yes. talk about some other fun traditions. Shall I? This one's fun. Okay. I feel like this one's very applicable to me. Okay. <laughs> it's not the so, one I was going to think say then. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this one really spoke to me. So in the Czech Republic... And I don't know if this is still like a modern tradition they do, but mm. uh, they used to do this anyways. And I'm sure some women still do this. But single women on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. they'll throw shoes outside of their front door Ooh. of their houses. And the shoe, so they throw it over their shoulder and they don't look. And the shoe will predict if they'll get married next year or not. Uh, so if they throw okay. it and the toe of the shoe is facing the door... So I guess towards you, it means you will get married. Okay. And if it's not, that means it's another year of singledom for you. Is that, do you think that symbolizes like someone walking towards you? Like if the front of the shoe, I think. someone's walking I into know. your life. It must be. Maybe I'll try it. Should I try it now? You I don't, should I've try it. I'm not at my front door. I may be getting an exemption to fly to come to your wedding in 2021. <laughs> Let's try it. I have a slipper in my hand. And okay. Granted, I'm not by my front door, but I'll throw the slipper behind me. Okay. And let's see which way it faces. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I've thrown it. Okay. Let me look. It's literally pointing right at me. Guys, Ooh. big news. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting gonna married get my application year. in now. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, get, get ready. <laughs> We're going wedding dress shopping. I'm getting married. The slipper is pointing to straight at me. Okay, we need to we need to vision board what this man is gonna look like. To- <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do I wanna get married? I'm not even sure, but according to the slipper, it's happening. Um, I don't know why this is a Christmas tradition, but it is. Apparently, it's Christmas Eve they do this. So I don't know. And there's nothing in between. It's like you're either married or you're not. Does it mean you're not going to meet someone? Hmm. If the, what if what if the, what if it's facing like sideways? Well, yeah. I mean, we'll have to talk to our Czech friends and find out. Well, we'll find if anyone is from the Czech Republic, please let us know if you've done this before and if it's come true. Because if it has, again, guys, my slipper's pointing directly at me right now. 
<laughs> so we can we, we'll have to do this episode again next year gentlemen who are listening slide into andrea's dms this is your <laughs> shoot your shot <laughs> this is literally your time um so yeah that was one that that stood out for me because so i'm like oh okay oh that's me I'm a, I'm a single lady i'm the beyonce of this uh christmas tradition <laughs> Oh, well, I'm going to travel around the globe right now and take us. Now, when Mm. you think of Christmas, do you think of Mexico? No, but (laughs) they're, I mean, they, they're predominantly what Catholic religion there, right? Yeah. Well, actually, I don't have the answer to that offhand. (laughs) Okay. I feel like I could be making that up, but I feel like it's like, I, I think I'm right. Yeah. So that would make sense. So they have some Christmas traditions that actually make me want to go to Mexico for Christmas, like on the list. So every year, and this goes back to 1897, on December 23rd, they have what is called the Night of the Radishes. The Radishes? The Night of the Radishes. And okay. it, it celebrate, so it's celebrated primarily in a town in Mexico called Oaxaca. I probably didn't say mm-hmm. that right, but... And basically, people come from all over Mexico there to compete in an elaborate radish carving contest. Radish carving? Yes. They make, and not just like cute little things. They make elaborate radish sculptures. Um, Like they go all out. What's the tie-in with the radish and Christmas? No clue. But this is the great thing about all of these traditions like there's always just some random yes you know object or like that was like again like the pooping log we talked about last year like when i was looking up like more traditions in spain mm-hmm. and like around and a lot of them had to do with poop and i'm like why <laughs> why poop like i don't get it like why a radish you know, i mean like, you work what? with what you've got so i guess maybe <laughs> I guess, yeah. And one other tradition that I would have thought was primarily, well, not Canadian because we grew up with it, but just wouldn't have known is poinsettia. Did you ever have a Christmas poinsettia? Oh, always. We always had them in the house. I can't have them now because they're highly, highly poisonous to cats. Ah. Um, So I can't have them in the house, but I do love a poinsettia. They're very pretty. So the poinsettia actually originated in Mexico and there it's called the Florida Nochebuena. And uh-huh. it was it was during the Mexican independence in 1821, and his name was Joel Roberts Poinsett, became the first ambassador to Mexico. So he was there, and he brought this flower back, which was named after him, and it just somehow came to symbolize Christmas. So you brought it back around Christmas? Yeah, I guess so. It doesn't say when he brought it back, but it says he brought it back. His oh. last name was Poinsett. And suddenly we now have the poinsettia. I always thought it was just because it was like a big red flower and it I matched mean, yeah. like Santa's costume. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. It just looks like a very Christmassy flower, but mm-hmm. I guess there's history behind it. Yeah. So um, that's fun. So Iceland. We've Ooh. been to Iceland. Yeah. I like this one because it involves a cat. Okay. And we all know. That I have turned into a crazy cat lady now, which I'm not ashamed of. Yeah. I'm surprised that slipper was facing towards me now, especially now that I have two cats. I really thought it would have been facing the other way where they're like, you're never getting married now. (laughs) Um, So in Iceland, there's an old tale of this giant cat that wanders around the countryside in Iceland. They call him the Yule cat. Hmm. And 
traditionally, it would be that for those from Iceland, if they worked really hard throughout the year, they would get new clothes for Christmas. So that was like, you know, that was kind of like the, you know, if you're a good boy or girl, Santa brings you presents. This Mm -hmm. was the thing in Iceland. If you worked hard, you got clothes. Now, the alternative, if you didn't work hard, it's not that you just wouldn't get clothes. You would be devoured by the giant Yule cat. Okay. (laughs) So... Now it's customary for people in Iceland to receive clothes for Christmas. Like it's just a, I mean, I know people get clothes anyways for Christmas. Like you get, you know, socks and underwear from your mom every year, but like, it's a big thing to receive clothing. So this cat won't come and eat you. I love that with all these traditions, there's always some like giant evil. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thing running around ready to... Yeah, if you if you didn't work hard, it's not like oh sorry, you're just not getting presents. Like no no no, you die. Like this cat eats you. <laughs> I wonder if this started. Like, did you ever get clothing for Christmas as a child and were just disappointed? <laughs> I wonder if this Always. was the way to like whip these children into submission. Like you're getting clothes well, and you're gonna like it, or else you're fucked. Or or the cat will eat you. <laughs> but see, but then you wouldn't like, but the, then to get the clothes, you had to work hard. It's like, yeah, people in Iceland wanted the clothes. Ah, oh, well, you know, cool. I don't know. But why a cat? And why is the cat evil? And why is he giant? Like, how big is this cat? Like, is it a lion? Is it a liger? <laughs> Maybe. Like, it may, they, they make it sound like it's some like domestic cat species. But if it's so big, it can eat a human. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I like it. But when you were talking about Christmas traditions that you know some of these were made up by parents, right? Yeah. Like to keep their kids like in check. Yeah. I love this one in Ireland. So, you know, you know, when Santa would come when you were a kid and you'd leave out milk and cookies. Yeah. And then in my house, like we'd leave out carrots. Yeah. For, for the, the reindeer, reindeers, obviously. And then as you get older and for any parents listening right now, if you have children listening with you, cover their ears, earmuffs, please. Now, we all know that Santa does not exist. (gasps) He's not real. What? 
So, and so, you know, when you get older, you know that it was your mom and dad eating the cookies, drinking yeah. the milk. In Ireland, so they leave out mince pies mm-hmm. and a Guinness for Santa. That's brilliant. Of course they do in Ireland. Of course. Yes. <laughs> so Santa drinks a Guinness, which I'm, I'm just hoping Ireland is Santa's last trip mm-hmm. around the world because we really can't condone drinking and driving. True. You know, like downing, I don't know what the population is in Ireland, but downing that many Guinnesses and then getting back into a sleigh. I mean, technically it's the, the reindeer that are driving the sleigh though anyways, right? Right. Yeah, well, <laughs> super slow yeah. argument. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, it, but yeah, I like that they leave a Guinness out. And you know that like as you got older, you're like, ah, oh, it was dad drinking the Guinness. Oh, maybe your mom, <laughs> but drinking the Guinness every year. But I love that. They leave him out of Guinness. So Irish. I love that. Well, and then <clears throat> heading back to actually Peru, this is not as fun as drinking a Guinness. So they take their Christmas quite seriously there. So every year Peruvians from all over the country congregate to, and similar to how the Mexicans will craft radishes, Peruvians craft, but they craft different scenes to recreate Jesus's birth. And when I was reading about this, I was like, hold up a minute. Cause I was getting way too literal with this. Like mm-hmm. the moment Jesus was born, this is how I envisioned it. You thought it was like, I thought they were having Mary laid there like Virgin Mary's laid back. (laughs) I don't think she I don't think she ever actually pushed, though. I don't think she pushed Jesus out, you know, like she was too posh to push (laughs) too posh to push. She was. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the whole story behind that, but I feel like she didn't push. I feel like he just kind of appeared, you know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, he just was in and then he was out, but they have some strong views on how this happened. Um, but at, for decades now, they have a full on competition competition to produce unique nativity scenes incorporating how they believe he was born. And it's not as graphic as I was envisioning, but it is full on nativity scenes all across Peru. Where do they, how do they think he got there then? Like, what are some of them? Uh, So they, they look like nativity scenes, but they get very literal in terms of like what they thought each person was doing and what they'd have been wearing. Like, this is a very serious contest. So like some of them, maybe they thought back then like yeezys existed yeah and so they put those on their feet (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean kanye is jesus right (laughs) like he says he's jesus all the time so yeah but you know what you're not wrong (laughs) yeah and they go full on though and they'll expand so normally when you see a nativity scene you see you know baby jesus the wise men a couple people standing around but this goes on to like what's going on in the village around them what's going on like it spans wow. geographically a lot wider than that room. God, that yeah. sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like so much work. I don't know how I admire people who have that level of focus to, you know, just do these things for a long period of time. I'd work on it for a day and be like, well, it's good enough. <laughs> One funny thing I noticed is all around South America, because I was kind of trying to, I was like, I don't know much about South American Christmas. What's happening down there? They have a serious problem because... You know, in Canada, we have Canada Day. In the States, they have Fourth of July, where you do these elaborate fireworks displays. Yeah. And in South America, they do that for Christmas. 
But they have an exorbitant amount of deaths every Christmas from people blowing themselves up with fireworks. So although that seemed to be a tradition around the continent, they're really starting to crack down on it because so many people die every year on Christmas. That doesn't surprise. So I was in Costa Rica last year for New Year's. So we went a couple days after Christmas and New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. they did a massive like fireworks. I mean, I guess they do fire- like everywhere does fireworks, but I've never seen more fireworks in one place than down on the beach in Costa Rica. And like not even just where we were, like you could see them from afar, like everyone was lighting them off. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't surprise me. And it seems like they probably just don't have any real like rules or regulations. Or they probably do, but they're not really enforced. Oh. And I know Costa Rica also isn't South America. I know it's Central America. But I'm just saying. Yeah. In the same general area, before yeah. anyone calls me out on like Instagram or something like. Costa Rica is not South America. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, and speaking of Costa Rica, something cool they do that Brazil actually also does is they have what is, well, in, so in Brazil, it's called the 13th salary and in Costa Rica, it's called Aguinaldo. And Mm -hmm. basically it's that they get Christmas pay. Um, So workers get compensated before Christmas as the holiday season arrives. So you get a pay specifically just for Christmas to go spend money. So it's not like a Christmas bonus that some people get or an end of year, you know, performance bonus. It is here is money for, to spend for Christmas. How much do they get? Oh, that I don't know, but they did say compensated handsomely. So, so it doesn't so sound they get like money given to them to, to buy Christmas presents. Yeah. Spot on. I mean, that's, yeah, that's something I could get into. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even think of the last time I got even a Christmas present from a company I worked at. Yeah. I, I work for a new company now, though, that I started at in October. And I know that we are getting something this year. So I like my new company. But my previous companies, yeah, we didn't get fuck all. Oh. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah, we didn't get... I mean, step, when you used to work for... It's, it's been five years since I worked for a company. Um yeah, I, actually, to be fair, my first my first two jobs did amazing things at Christmas. They had elaborate Christmas parties every year and did Christmas presents also. Amazing ones. So I was really lucky that way because definitely not employers do that. Yeah, well, mine certainly didn't for the last five and a half years. That's why I left. They didn't give me a Christmas present. No, I'm kidding. Um... <laughs> Okay, we're going off topic now. So I think a good way to round this out would be by going to Venezuela. We're going to bring it back, bring it back to the start of Christmas. Are we going to roller skate there? We are not, but they do do plenty of roller skating to kick off the season. I thought we were going to go roller skating to (laughs) mass because I know that's a thing in Venezuela where they all get on roller skates on like Christmas Eve, I think it is. Mm Mm-hmm. And they go yeah. to church. I mean, that would be fun. Yeah. It's like a big roller derby happening. <laughs> roller derby around Christmas Venezuela. Derby. And then as yes. they wrap it up for the evening and they go home and they're, you know, we can't quite say Santa is coming because they don't do Santa in Venezuela. They bring oh. it back. They bring it what back to its roots every year. Baby Jesus flies around to deliver the presents. Wait, Jesus flies around? Baby Here's Jesus. something I'm trying to still work out. 
What was the relationship or is the relationship between Santa and Jesus? Um, Westernized commercialization. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't think there is one. Maybe Santa was one of the original wise men. Maybe. That's a good theory. Bringing gifts. That's what it is. He represents the wise men bringing gifts of frankincense, myrtle. Did he eat two others? Like the two others? And that's why he's so big? That's a mean. Mystery That is a mean fat joke I just told about Santa. (laughs) 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 I'm not getting my presents delivered this year yeah, to the UK because I just made a really <laughs> mean fat joke. Sorry, Santa. Okay, so Jesus flies around. So Jim, yes, I'm just picturing so. like a little baby in a manger flying around with like <laughs> presents falling out of his little crib. Which is essentially like Baby Yoda coming now. That's what I'm picturing. Like Baby Yoda and his little yeah. transporter thing. <laughs> Alright, so all that We to have say- ruined Christmas. <laughs> I love all these traditions. I do. I I would love to go. To, well, it sounds like South America. They've got it down packed with all like these quirky traditions with like radishes and nativity <laughs> scenes. I just like I would love to just skip Christmas every year going home and just go to a new country every year and, and experience a Christmas abroad. Yeah. To take part in some of these. Let's do it. I love that everyone around the world even in this crazy year, is going to be celebrating in the most wonderful, lovely, and hilarious of ways. Yes. Everyone let us know what you guys are doing. If you're not going home this year for Christmas either, tell us what you're doing. Tell, tell us where you're spending it. And I think we said this last year, but this is a good time to start your own Christmas traditions wherever you are. Yep. In the outback in 47 degrees. Maybe this will be your new tradition. You spend Christmas out in the outback every year i just walk out into the desert i shall be moses that's it let's end on that (laughs) all right well we hope that everyone has a great christmas a happy new year we'll be taking a few weeks off we need a little break yep and we'll see you in 2021 happy holidays everybody All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. and Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. Mm. 